However, you have to have an interest in it, otherwise your business will suck. It's just that simple. If you have no interest in knowing how to speak to your audience, you're doomed. You hear all the bull about marketing every day. Make your money in your sleep. My new offer is crushing it. My guru could beat up your guru. It's time to go right to the source and get the truth about marketing. With your host, the founder of CopyChief.com, Kevin Rogers. Hey, welcome back to The Truth About Marketing. It's Kev Rogers here. Glad you're with us. Very excited to have my guest, John Benson, on the show today. John, thanks for being here, man. Hey, thanks, Kevin. Good to talk to you again, man. You too, bro. I think uh, last time we were together was in your living room. Yeah. And you gave one of the most amazing uh small group trainings I've ever seen in my life. Thank you, man. That's, that was a, that was a really epic event. The samurai copywriting thing. Yeah, that was, that was great. I really love that. <clears throat> yeah. You know, you have this really unique skill. Um, and that is taking proven copywriting formulas, things that you have toiled over, tested to death and optimized through your own efforts, you know, and those of your clients. Mm -hmm. and turning them into uh, software, or I should say building software around those formulas. Uh, yeah. Are you pleased with the results people are getting overall with those softwares? I'm, yeah, I, if you look at the just sheer numbers, I'd have to be insane not to be happy with it. I mean, with <clears throat> Accelerator does, it, it, uh, that I know of, I mean, because obviously we don't, call all of our clients and go, Hey, how much money did you make? <laughs> but you know, I know a lot of the guys that, that are in it and just the guys that I know, uh, average about 1.4 billion a year in sales. Um, that's just from, that's just the guys I know. Yeah. <clears throat> so it's, so to, to generate that kind of money from, you know, either they're using, they're using 75% of the copy that I wrote and then 25% of the copy that, that I inspire you to write in the accelerator. Some of them are using 50, 50, but to do anything to where your, your, your fingerprints are on that kind of a thing is, is just feels amazing. Um, and with the new, the new email copy pro thing, it's just going to be a lot larger because I mean, video sales letters are, you know, you get several thousand customers. That's great. But uh, email, you know, millions of marketers use email. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and so um, I want to get, we'll get back to the softwares and get into that a little bit, but I, I want to acknowledge that, you know, I, I've stood in the back of a room with copywriting legends and while you were presenting on stage and watched their jaw slowly drop <laughs> over the course of your presentation and literally rush to the room uh, to buy your, your um, product. And that's saying a lot about uh, a software that helps you write copy because the objection a purist would have is that no robot could write copy, right? <laughs> right. And uh, I'm sure you've, right. <laughs> you've, you've had to sort of deal with that. And, mm -hmm. but the thing about it is that I don't think anybody could claim to have been in the trenches of uh, deep, you know, copywriting and, and testing as you, so what, what would you say to people who want to brush it off as something that simple? Um, first of all, I, I would agree with you. Uh, you're totally right. And so in, I don't, well before I heard, um, there's, I, I can't remember the guy's name, just drew, drew a blank. Um, an, another guy in marketing that, that, that they have software and he said, we're not a software company or a SaaS. We are a marketing company. Uh, Accelerator and, and 
email. That's a, we're marketing products. We're not software. I, I have no interest in um, like when people ask me questions like, Hey, can you ever like create a, you know, 19 different pretty interface templates that integrate? No, <laughs> no. I do one thing. I give you copy that sells what you do with it after that is completely up to you. And anyone that does all the other stuff, that's great, but that doesn't work. That doesn't, that, that works to make it maybe look pretty or function like and actually give you a player. Mm -hmm. like that. Uh, but, but the, their objections are completely well-founded. If you're talking about a scripter, you know, I could, I could mention names, but I, I'll just put it this way. There's a couple of scripting tools out there, one by a good friend of mine. Um, and it's the, in 15 minutes, you can set this up and you can, uh, in 15 minutes, you can't do jack shit. <laughs> right. you, you, can, you can create an email or a, a, VS, or a video social script that is marginal at best, a one-off by default, it's just not going to, because that's just not the way the world works, right? Mm -hmm. um, so Celerator came out, I said, look, I know this software looks really cool, and I didn't build the software to sell the product. I built the software so you would freaking use the product. So the product is, was actually all the tutorial videos that came inside the software. I just happened to provide you with swipe copy inside of a software that built it all out for you, right? Yeah. Um, so we've never tried to be a software company. And, and with the same thing goes with, with, with email, email Copy Pro. There's, you can't get like, you can't fill in 15 or 20 fields and then have killer, dynamically written, uh, energetic, uh, passionately written, you know, engaging NLP dripping emails come out. It just doesn't work that way. You actually have to put some effort into it. And then we had to put a ton of effort into it to do things that no one else is willing to do to make those things work. So it's a collaboration. We work with marketers that are not copywriters. So that's the rule number one is that you do not need to be a copywriter to do this. However, you have to have an interest in it. Otherwise your business will suck. It's just that simple. If you have no interest in knowing how to speak to your audience, you're doomed. It doesn't, it, forget software, forget marketing. You, you know, you might as well just forget business because you've got to learn how to speak the sales language of your customer. And that's what I feel like, it, it, you know, people think, oh, you, they say nice things about my copywriting and you're one of the best copywriters out there, whatever. I think I'm much better at, at being able to convey why copy works and how to make non-copywriters look like good copywriters uh, by just saying, hey, have you thought about asking yourself this question? And they go, oh, okay. I go, we'll put that there. <laughs> so yeah. it's just distinct. And you saw this live and you mm -hmm. saw this, you know, like what we'll do distinctions and we'll pull things out and get people to think outside the box. And that's really what the, the software is doing uh, for Celerator and for email copy pro granted, there's a, there was a, there's 17,000 lines of code back there that are doing some amazing things, but, um, but that's not what it is. So if you depend on software, it's a gimmick, it, but you need to depend on knowing marketing and that's what we do really well. I love that. I love that. Yeah. You could, it's really more of a training, like you said, but the software built around the fact that there at every step, there's a video from you explaining exactly why this step is critical and how to think about it and how to get inspired about what to put there. Right. Uh, it's really the opposite of uh, an algorithm or something, right? So. Yeah. You know, I, and I'm not, I, the, the bottom line is like some of the algorithmic stuff and some of the, the, the scripter tools, there's a few of them out there now that, you know, Hey, you cre create an email, create this, this three email sequence and the emails. Um, and, and I just, I just have, you know me, Kevin, I've never made, how many times have you heard me like just bash other people? I just don't mm -hmm. do that. I mean, mm -hmm. it's like, you know, I, I, I get, I have a good reputation online because I, I think I have a lot of respect for people, but um, the tools themselves are, if you're a rank beginner and that you don't know better that, that you're going to say, Oh, this is, this is kind of a cool email. 
what you don't know is that your, your target audience, your prospect, gets on average 172 emails a day. And you delete roughly 95% of them. Yeah. Now, just think about this. Is that going to get better or worse in the next two years? <laughs> right. so, so your emails have to leap out. They cannot be, it, it, that's not going to be like something that a machine can do for you unless the machine is built around artificial intelligence that you are a part of. Mm. In other words, I am putting my personality through great instruction and through, yes, you do fill in the blank and yes, you click a mouse, all that stuff. But through great instruction, and then I'm letting some of the best copywriting ever written, meaning that goes back 100 years. So yeah. I'll tell you more about it later. But yeah, it, it's, it's uh, yeah, that, that's different. And then your emails will stand out, and then your sales copy will stand out. And, and, but, but yeah, you have to have a passion for wanting to connect with the sales language of your audience. And, and everyone in your audience, there's four different sales languages. If you want to get into this conversation, I mean, we can't. Uh, sure. The way I look at it. You know, you got fear, wants, desires, and actions. Um, so... Uh, wants and desires are distinct, distinctly different. And I learned this through writing and, and being in the relationship space for a long time. Um, the, a, a want and a desire are two different things. And there's these subtle distinctions in how you write for, for fears, wants, desires, and, and actions. Everyone on your list is taking an action today. They're going to work. They're opening the door. They're taking a shower. They're doing something to improve their life. Every single person. Even if they're sitting on the couch eating bonbons and watching Oprah reruns on DVRs on an outdated television. <laughs> <laughs> they, 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 they think, and they're watching Oprah from 1988, but they <laughs> that they're doing something to improve their lives. Because yeah. in this case, I'm medicating myself from the pain of, of becoming a cat woman or whatever the case may be, right? <laughs> um, so they're trying to improve their life. So if you think about your, your prospect in, in terms of they will always take an action, then asking them to take a specific action is only can is only works when it's congruent to their fears, wants, and, and, and desires. So, but it, it has to be congruent to all three. <laughs> so, yeah. if you're just speaking to, hey, you don't you want more money? Click here. You know those terrible emails that get sent out by bots. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Don't get me started. So <laughs> they, have, they have all the personality of Justin Bieber on Quaaludes. It's just I. It just, <laughs> you might as well just just shoot shoot me now. So so that's not going to work. But what does work is to really speak to the person as if it's one person and talking to them about what. Hey, I understand this fear. I get it. And it's real. And your fears, you know, when you talk in relationship space, we talk about uh, making someone feel present to their emotional state, mm -hmm. making someone uh, validated for feeling something. Like uh, if your wife comes up to you and says, Kevin, I feel, I feel really betrayed right now. You know, and you might be thinking betrayed. I'm like the most awesome dude in the world. And if you don't validate that feeling by going, uh, you know, hey, okay, let me, can I hear you out? And she says, fill in the blank. And you go, oh, I can, yeah, okay. I can actually see why that, that you would feel betrayed. Um, can I share my experience with you? And oh, oh, and then you can kind of go work through it, right? Yeah. Now I'm not saying your wife feels that way, but I'm just saying, uh, but your, your prospect may feel betrayed. Your prospect may feel angry or your prospect may feel just simply afraid, right? And if you don't validate those feelings, you will never build rapport. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah, I love it. What what do you think gives you this kind of insight to people? Um, it's going to sound really a little bit uh, impish, but uh, I, <laughs> um, I I'm actually writing a book on this now. I I've I considered myself a love spy mm -hmm. for the last twenty five years. I like spy on love. 
um, as a writer, as a guy that started in poetry of all things, um, as a guy that's been in the relationships and in relationship spaces, the guy that's gone through like a, a really epic marriage <laughs> and a really, really bad one. Um, uh, as a guy that's been around uh, my mom and dad that were married 54 years, I've just really been fascinated by the topic and conversation of love. And so being in that weird vibe space of like looking at it and what makes this work between relationships, between, you know, partnerships, it expanded into, wait, isn't this the same thing with the customer? Aren't you kind of courting a prospect? Aren't you kind of dating your customer? You're kind of married to your customer in a sense. You're that. You know, so if you've taken that like of approach to how you would write to your spouse or how you would communicate. Now, I'm not obviously not from an intimate level, but mm -hmm. from a personal level, it changes the perspective of your marketing entirely. You can't write this blah, 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 ginger, blah, blah, blah email. That's an old joke from a, you might remember from far side cartoons, but, hmm. um, but uh, you can't write those emails. You would never say that to your, Let's 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 even take it out of, out of the love relationship space, and let's go to just the, the 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 friendship love you have for your best friend. Can you imagine writing to your best friend? Uh, let's say his name is Bob. Uh, hey Bob, I found this awesome thing that you need to buy right now. Click here. Yeah, right. You know, Bob's gonna go. What, what the hell's wrong with you, Kevin? What happened now, to you? Yeah. What, what what are you smoking and why? Can I have some? Uh, uh, so so, but if you go, Bob, I was just thinking about you the other day. I know how much you really love this, and uh, I, I saw this. I thought you might be really interested in it. Then Bob's gonna, you know, and then if the, so, that's just all pleasure. That was uh, there's nothing. But if you said, Hey, Bob, remember the other day when you were talking to me about you're struggling with weight loss. That really got to me, man. I really, I really care about you and I really want to see you succeed. And so I saw this the other day and I thought about you and then, you know, check it out. I think it could really help you. So all it is go from pain to pleasure though. Right. Mm. Um, but you could just hear that. That's how I would speak to one of my best friends. Yeah. And I'm telling you, that's what got me into this, uh, into being, I think pretty good at this is that I'm, I'm thinking of it and I don't all, I fail. Let me just be completely blunt. I fail at this. Um, sometimes when I get in a hurry, when I, um, when I'm not present, um, I try to be present as much as I humanly can, but I, everybody gets knocked out of presence. Mm -hmm. Um, and if I get, if I'm feeling more greed than passion, um, I can write stuff that sounds, yeah, you know, um, that's, it's rare, but it's, it's happened. Everyone can do that. But if you back up and you feel that if you get present to your audience, you get present to your avatar and you're speaking to that avatar as a human being, your emails, your sales copy, your blog posts, whatever it may be, will, will take on a different personality. Yeah, no doubt about it. That's, uh, you know, here's, so here's a question related to that. Going back to email for just a second. Sure. Beyond sales, which is kind of the point of marketing. Mm -hmm. um, as our friend John Carlton says, money is applause, right? Uh, that's mm -hmm. how we know we're doing things well. Mm -hmm. What is the number one indicator for you that an email struck the chord you're looking for? <clears throat> there's, there's two. I, I, I can't lie and say that, that you know, EPC in, in, in revenue. I, I, people talk about EPC all the time. It's like, oh, this, this offer get $4 EPC. It's great. How much money did it make? Right, right. It had nine clicks. <laughs> you know, it doesn't fucking matter, right? Uh, so, so yeah, EP, so EPC is uh, is one metric, right? Uh, that people talk about open rates. It's like, yeah, this has a twenty eight percent open rate. Great, how many people click? So, so all those things are variables, right? It all comes down to revenue. Uh, so, how much money, on average, do you make to send out to your list compared to this offer? Mm -hmm. And it does not matter. 
like Daniel Levis is a genius at this. He will write emails that will get virtually like practically no clicks in comparison to other emails, but the clicks have this ridiculously high EPC. So that's one of the things that makes, it makes his stuff great. Um, and a lot of guys that are really good emailers, uh, uh, Joel Marion, I think Joel's, yeah. uh, Joel's one of the, uh, he just writes very, he, Joel would never consider himself a copywriter. And I've written numerous stuff for Biotrust and, and I've written some of their top performing VSLs, but, but, uh, but, is it, but he's not bad. You know, if he wanted to be a copywriter, that guy's so talented, he could definitely do it. And Josh is certainly, he's, he's, he's really good. Uh, so you can, I don't think they're up for the pay cut, but yeah. But you know, I, I, I remember when that, you know, cause they were friends of mine, but Joel sent me his book before he was ever, anyone ever heard of him. But um, so I just really proud of the success that these guys have had. But the point is, is that um, you, you get, you get this, 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 um, this this metric that this in your mind that it has to be a you know, a subject line open rate click rate it, it really just comes down to an email is successful if a uh, it makes it makes more income than the other email from an honest perspective so this is this is caveated with this this I want to couch this okay mm-hmm. I don't want to I don't want to I'm going to balkanize this uh, the subject between ethical and unethical people okay. let's just that right now so i'm assuming that your product is not shit and it's ethical it's good okay mm-hmm. uh, so in other words if you're selling a cure for cancer and it's a it's a homeopathic water pill then you know fuck you and die um but sorry can i say that on your show yeah, sure <laughs> we'll, okay, put uh, an, we'll put an e on it we're good uh, uh, okay good uh, but seriously somebody's doing that i, I hope you get cancer but uh, uh, and you're ripping off people's hopes and dreams and you're killing yeah. people and i don't have a, I have a problem with that on the other hand if you have a supplement that you really think can help lower a certain thing about something that can help people with cancer and it's really legit right um and you send that out and saying uh, this isn't a cure but this can really help get you through maybe the pain of chemotherapy or whatever uh, and that does like sky high to your list and it doesn't matter what the opens or clicks are. It, so that's, that's, so people are saying, I'm really interested in this again, if it's an ethical offer. But the second metric that I look at is can this email go viral? Uh, which is something that no one talks about. I mean, cause most emails don't go viral. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, an email has to have a really awesome storyline to go viral or a really compelling hook that somebody goes, well, check this out. It, or, I mean, I think you may like, Right. So one of the things that we work in with, with email copy pro is we help emails go viral uh, just by creating killer content and PS is that encourage people to send the email to a friend if it inspires them. Mm-hmm. That's, so th- that's, that's very important. Yeah. That's, those are really good. It, it's interesting about the viral. Cause I'll tell you what mine is. Mine is reply, mm. personal reply. Mm. Cause if I feel, you know it when you, when you hit it, right. And obviously we're all striving for this all the time, but you know, John, there are certain emails. You just feel it when you're writing it, right? That's what we're, that's what we all chase. Uh, And you send that thing out and uh, you, you know, I think if somebody beyond any other metric, if somebody is so compelled after reading your email to hit reply and begin typing, uh, and to share something deep and intimate with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, that's a slow way to do business, right? But, yeah, yeah, but it, to me, it, it's like, okay, it, it, those are the mile markers I look for to go, when am I, when am I, when am I on track here, right? Mm-hmm. So, but I could see where, I think if it has that, that gives it the opportunity to go viral because there's emotion attached. You made somebody feel on the other end of it. I could not agree with you more. And it, it, that, that does show you that on a certain level, when you get your lists up as, as large as my fitness list is, for example, the, the, the nature of having 
uh, a reply that is actually uh, I mean, uh, that I respond to or that anyone responds to is next to impossible. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but but it, but but unless you're Gary Vaynerchuk, you know, and and like don't you know, sleep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't sleep and have the energy. You make the energizer buddy look like you know he's a uh, Jordan Belfort from that scene in a. Uh, <laughs> that was funny. Um, but yeah. Yeah, that, that's an awesome way to do it, too. Um, all right. I want to ask you a little bit. so much we could cover. I want to respect your time. Um, but I want to talk about voice for a minute because, you know, in copy, obviously, it's, it's a major focus, like the voice of the copy. So if you're a copywriter, part of your specialty is you're good at capturing the voice of the expert you're writing for, those kinds of things, right? right, right. But for you, it's, it's literal voice. Mm -hmm. you, you are as well-known for your your voiceover work as you are for your copywriting work uh probably started i'm guessing with your own writing but you've mm -hmm. i've seen you do it with other people's writing i know that you've been hired just to voice um vsls is, yeah. is that is that something that evolved for you or did you just uh kind of do it and go boy that really that's resonating i it's so I did like a little bit of radio when I was in high school. Um, and just, I've got a little bit of the radio voice going, you know, and that just naturally. And I was, but never anything professionally. And so, but I thought, you know, I, but I do speak a lot. And so I was in you know, being on stage a lot. So I learned to speak and, and do all that kind of stuff. And I, it just kind of evolved naturally because the first VSL that it was what anyone ever did was every other day diet. And so naturally I recorded it cause I had to, mm -hmm. um, and I didn't, I didn't know how it would do and, and, and other people liked it. And so I recorded Mike Geary's the next one. And then it, that did really well and just kind of kept going to Pimsleur and et cetera. Um, and then, yeah. And so I, I haven't taken copy jobs uh, in this all, all year because the, the, the email copyright, in fact, I'm probably done with that. But, um, but yeah, occasionally someone will call me up and say, they'll pay me some like ridiculous fee to do voiceover, which will take me, you know, three hours or something uh, uh, at most. And I just record it and send it off. Uh, and, and it's fun. It just became something like, well, yeah, yeah it's just kind of fun. So I, I did one for, uh, I can't I mention the name, but uh, uh, the product was, a, was an ED product. So <laughs> Really, so people are like, they, they, I, it got so big that people were coming up to me going, hey, you're the boner guy. But no. <laughs> That's, I'm really not. I'm really dude, not. Dude, I'm, you I'm got not, a lot of issues. <laughs> I'm not a 57-year-old history professor. I, there, there, there is one, but I'm not him. Uh, yeah, and so, and, yeah, so I just did the, the one for my, for my new fitness book, The, the 43rd Diet. And, and, and I, I did, my partner is a, you know, when a lot of marketers use fake doctors, they'll like pay a doctor like, here's five grand a doctor in Singapore or whatever. Well, yeah. My doctor's actually a real MD from Ohio state. And, and, uh, and, and, and he just doesn't, he doesn't, you know, he doesn't have a good, this is, he has a good, really good presence, really good looking, strong guy on video, but, but doesn't have his voice presence. Right. And so I just recorded as him. And so now people hear that and they think I'm Dr. Capasso, but anyway, it's, that's but yeah, so, so that's how that evolved. It just, but you know, it's, it's very different though, John, like it's, you know, you talk about speaking on stage and you talk about doing some radio, even a podcast right now we're having casual conversation, mm -hmm. but there's, I mean, when, uh, I have to instruct a voiceover actor on how to read a VSL, mm -hmm. I go, I send them links to your stuff and I go, try to understand what this guy's doing. There's so much nuance to it. It is not easy and it is not natural for most people, especially if they've had broadcast experience. You almost have to coach them out of that. 
Yeah, that's true. And I, I'm lucky that I, did, I didn't get trained in that. I, I, I got literally thrown into the booth because my friend, a friend of mine worked for uh, Zoo Radio back in Dallas back in the day. Um, so what, what could you, what could you tell us? Like if somebody's out there trying to read a VSL, uh, I know you, you've trained on this. Is, mm-hmm. is there like one overriding tip that you go, man, just don't do this and you'll be okay. Um, to say, don't sound like you're reading is very difficult when you're reading a script. So, yeah. so I talk about reading through a script, um, sort of like you read music. Uh, you don't read every note of music. You, you read the patterns, right? Uh, um, it's the same way with words, except not, not as, not as difficult. Um, so you're reading through a script and you're kind of reading uh, almost glancing through the words. And, and then I, since I highlight the NLP words, I'll just stop and emphasize that word. And the next thing that I talk about doing is stand up when you record. Um, that's going to give you more energy. And then finally, uh, it's always a good idea to have a picture of your avatar on the near where you can see to where you feel like you're talking to one person. And a great way to practice your VSL is to sit down with someone that you love or care about and say, I'm going to read this to you. And just t- tell me when it sounds like I'm not reading to you. If I'm, if it starts, it starts sounding like I'm reading to a group of people mm-hmm. stop me. and at that point you make notations. Very cool. Love it. Great tips. Thank you. Um, you talked about being a poet first, right? Of all things. Do, <laughs> yeah. Do you remember the first time you wrote something that got a reaction? Oh God. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Will you share? <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do. I, I, uh, I wrote, um, I started writing poetry in high school, which sucked. Um, and then something happened when I got in college. I, I, I had an experience with a muse and um, then something came out and, uh, and uh, the, the girl just, just wept and broke into tears and just had this really almost like a panic reaction. And, and you have to share this with your, your professors and stuff. I go, well, really? It's like, and so I had a professor of mine say, wow, this is like really, you should, you should do this. You should get into this. And so, um, and then when I uh, was in a relationship with one of my very first Epic partners and, and, um, this was like oh, 15 years ago and, and I would write for her, I wrote like 50 sonnets for her. So I, the, the reactions were, yeah, it was crazy. Um, but so getting that reaction, that's, that's obviously the most intimate form of writing you possibly do. Um, but to have the reaction, uh, the, 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 I'll tell this real quick story. Um, for my 50th birthday, uh, I had this crazy idea that I had so many friends that don't even know that I'm a, that I write poetry. Cause when you say I'm a poet, it sounds so freaking hoity toity. What's next that I, I smoke weed at Berkeley. I mean, I, you know, it's like, you know, I, I'm George, I'm George Clooney. I'm, I'm that smug, but, but <laughs> I'm, yeah. So, but I, I that's is how I kind of started in this. And, uh, um, so I had all these, these, my closest friends that never knew I even wrote poetry. So they got to this, this wild, you know, party that we're having. And I said, so we're going to have this really, this, the, the intimate part of our party is going to be where you, you got all your women here and I'm going to pass out like five different poems and you're going to read these poems to your girls, right? To your wife or your girlfriend or whatever. And to see the reactions on their faces was really awesome. That, that was like, <laughs> cause they're reading this stuff going, no, you gotta be kidding me, man. You know, and so the girls were loving it and it, yeah, it was good. So that's great. Talk about a focus group, right? Or see, you got a test. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. It was, it was like, I, just to see what, see what's happening. So yeah, it was kind of interesting. 
Very cool. All right, let's get to the essential question of this show. The question I ask all my guests. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the highlight, highlight real question. So, John Benson, what is the one thing you've done in your marketing that has produced the most surprising result? By default, the answer would have to be creating a video sales letter. Uh, you know, creating the video sales letter, doing the, the first one, the ugly video sales letter. Uh, by far and away, um, that was uh, quasi accidental, and it, it meaning that I this I think most people know the story, but if you don't, I I, I just didn't want to be on camera that day because I had didn't shave, and I decided to just put the words on a screen and 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 put it up a YouTube video, and and then. Coming from an ad agency background, I, I knew that black and red were the most dominant colors in marketing. I said, you know, marketers aren't thinking this way. So um, so I decided to do black and red. And then I said, well, why don't I turn the NLP words red? And that's how the whole thing got started. It, it, it just came out and I put this thing up there and the sales just blew up. And, and within two months, people were spending a million dollars a month on traffic for my, my offer. And it was just an incredible Crazy. But incredible leap. So yeah, it really, really revolutionized our business and still going. So an an amazing moment. How surprised were you by those results? I I think you mentioned you you just kind of did it, went to bed. Let's see what happens. Like how, how immediate was the response where you're like, Oh my God, something's happening here. It was the next day. I I, I went to bed, woke up and I looked at my sales and and, and, and everybody's going to laugh at this point. My average sales on an email at that time to every other day diet list was, um, and that was, this was a list that was built from fit over 40, which was a very healthy list at the time. It was probably, I mean, maybe 30,000 people or something like that. Um, I would sell like maybe 10 copies of it or something, you know, on, on an average email, mm-hmm. on an average video. $37 product or? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And so I woke up and it was like, it was, it was 60. I was like, what wow. the hell just happened? 60? Uh, okay, something's wrong, and I just thought something wrong, and then, and then then and then I thought, wait, if it's going to do this well on a YouTube video, I wonder what it's going to do on a if I actually put this video on my sales page, and um, so yeah, it, it's it's a uh, incredible, yeah, yeah, great answer, and nice to get it from you directly because uh, very few surprising results revolutionized the entire industry. <laughs> Um, well, that's, yeah, that's, that's the one. <laughs> John, you talk uh, quickly, if you could help, uh, if, if I'm listening and I keep hearing you say NLP words and I don't know what that is, just give us a quick example if you could. Sure. Uh, neural, neuro linguistic programming, which I got into in college, uh, just really from Anthony Robbins, which I, I owe Anthony Robbins. I think most of the credit for me starting in a business to begin with. Um, can you hold on one second? Mary? Uh, sure. Okay. Um, so yeah, uh, uh, Anthony Robbins really got me into to, to thinking about NLP, and then uh, I had a my roommate at the time was studying it, it started studying NLP, and then under a guy that we didn't know that we were so close to the source under, under a guy that studied with Richard Bandler, and so I got was listening more into that, and and it just became like a, a for me it was like how do I relate better to women? How do I how do I how do I relate better to people? You know, I was I was using it just as a communication tool, not as a manipulation tool. Like I mean, a lot of guys use it as a tool for manipulation. I was using it to like how can I connect better with people? Um, yeah. So NLP is like a NLP is like a firearm. You can use it as to kill or you can use it to protect. And and so uh, um, I've always I've tried to use it in ethical ways. Um, so that was. So what's an example of an NLP word? Is it? Could you give a? Sure. A, what's on the screen that you would identify as an NLP word? Okay, I'll give you this one. Listen, by now you must realize 
that I have a lot to share with you, blah, blah, blah. So I just loaded that with NLP. So listen is a command. Mm-hmm. By now is B-Y-N-O-W, but your subconscious can hear B-U-Y-N-O-W. So if you look at my sales letters, I use by now a lot. Mm-hmm. So that is, I'm bypassing your, your conscious brain and going right to the subconscious brain. Um, and, and so I, and, and I forgot what I, <laughs> forgot what I just said because I can speak in NLP, but there was a lot of NLP there. So Yeah, very cool. It's great. So you would, so you would, uh, so you would, in red would be B Y N O W on, so it would stand out on, uh, it's like a silent command. Yeah. So listen would be in red and then in the next slide would start by now, you, by now you must realize, okay. Mm-hmm. So must would be red, uh, must realize or, or, or must, you can just underline it sometimes too. But I have done this and people have spotted it before where by now is spelt B U Y N O W. Oh, you literally spell it the I other way. You literally spell it by now, and people just say, oh, you misspelled by now, but what are you thinking? <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. yeah, so so, so, and so, this is what I call ethical persuasion. I just That's my, my little tagline for this. Ethical persuasion um, is built around using things that, that, that is, again, remember we balkanized the, the two products? We, we separated these two into uh, the products that, that the crap products that cure cancer right. or whatever, and then the really ethical product that maybe help people through chemotherapy. So I'm assuming, again, that, that you're on the, the ethical side of the fence to this thing. Right. So then at that point, your goal as a marketer becomes, I will do anything shy of lying, uh, anything necessary to sell you on this product because it will help you. And people by nature are completely have sales friction, right? Right. You, you want to buy things. We love to buy shit, but mm-hmm. we don't like to be sold stuff. Right. So they, they are, there's a lot of friction there. And you have to overcome that friction using all the strategies that you can. So you can either study and become a professional copywriter, or and this is where services like what we offer come in really handy. You can hire it out, which is very expensive, or you can use tools like we have, which is far less expensive that get, that's already loaded with these persuasion triggers. Mm-hmm. I, I call NLP sentences, persuasion triggers. I love it. And I've again, been privileged to your private teaching of this stuff and it is truly mind blowing. Uh, John, thanks for being with us. Let's talk about email copy pro for just a minute. I think it's in beta. Is it even available to the general public right now? Uh, we, here's what happened. We opened that to our first beta group uh, uh, a week early. We thought we were going to open on, on February 21st, but it was like, man, we, we tested this and it's like, let's open it up. Let's give it a shot. Let's see what happens. And we just kind of, ah, we'll, we'll just post it in copy posse, which isn't, you know, we've got maybe 1100 members there because it's all like seller customers. And, and unfortunately a third of our customers would actually get in there. Right. So we posted in there and, and, and we had like 30 people show up in all 30 bots. And it's like, okay, so we've got, that's a hundred percent close. That's pretty good. <laughs> uh, and so I said, well, we had to, we were limited at 25, but we pushed it to 30 because we're coaching one-on-one. And then, and after the first two calls, I'm like, wait, there was only one technical problem and it was fixed in three minutes. It was, a, it was a lot, just one line of code. And there were some great ideas to make it even better that we took and just made it even better. Um, but, and then after that, we're like, wait, why don't we just open this up to the next hundred people? So we just did that today. Uh, so there's a hundred slots open and then we have to shut it down again because we're doing special things for those people before the April 4th launch when it, there's no way at that point. Cause we've got like so many marketers on board to promote it. Yeah. Um, but so yeah, there's a hundred people that are left in beta and they get some, not only do they save a hundred dollars a month permanently for life. Um, they get some really incredible perks, including me coaching you through how to do it because we're building the video tutorials through the coaching. Um, that's the only, the only thing that's, that's not complete 
the software is complete. And, you know, there might be a few like emails we have to, oh, we forgot to put a period there or something, but you know, nothing too major. Um, but uh, the, the, uh, the, we're doing the video training and the tutorials uh, that with the group because we wanted to make sure we get all their feedback before we did those videos. Um, so we're doing that in the month of March and it launches April 4th. But yeah, they still got 100 slots open if they can get in before then. Mm. Okay, great. So we'll put a link to that in the show notes. Mm -hmm. uh, and I know two years you've worked on this. We talked about it a little up front, uh, but I, I saw the video for this. It, it's mind blowing. I mean, just imagine. And like you said, John, the caveat here is you have to care about connecting well, mm -hmm. and you got to do a little bit of work to set the thing up. But mm -hmm. once you've done that, it's literally like having the greatest copywriting tool at your fingertips you could have because, because you guided this, you customized it to write emails specifically to your demographic about your product and then your right. voice. Right. Uh, and everything is tweakable, you know, before it goes out. It's not like they press send and they mm -hmm. hope it sounds right, right? It's right. all... All very interactive. Yeah, and, and, the, and one of the coolest features that we added, and it was kind of it was kind of on a on a whim. I said, "Hey, you know what would be really cool?" And, and then I, my my entire team just cringed when I said this. I go, "You know, it's because it, every tool out there they give you a script, right?" Um, and it's like, what if we could write like fifteen different versions of every sentence and have it work with every other sentence that? And they're like, look at me, go, no, that's not played. No, you know, it's like so. So, and then we could pull in different variables that they entered, and it would like, but it would keep the same persuasion triggers, the same structure of the emails, mm. and then so that's what it does. You can click a button and it rewrites, and you click a button and it rewrites, click a button and it rewrites, and, and the, then what's really badass is that the, the emails that we're pulling in are not emails that hey, John sat down and wrote you know a hundred emails for you to use. Uh, we pulled emails from the hottest campaigns on the internet, but we also went back a hundred years and pulled the greatest direct marketing messages. We have the old Wall Street Journal ad. We have the Prevention Magazine ad. We have we we have these things that have literally did billion dollars in business, and we've taken these and put these into emails. Uh, mm -hmm. We've got sequences from you know everything from Todd Brown's funnel sequence to my own webinar sales multiplier to you name it, and even a nurture sequence where we have content. Now, uh, scriptures usually can't do content, but ours does. <laughs> so you have to kind of see it to, to see how it does it. Yeah. But it's, it's pretty cool. It's really amazing. Uh, yeah, so it's, imagine like a, a living, breathing, uh, uh, you know, interactive swipe file that you can totally control, but does the bulk of the work for you with proven, result-proven copy. Exactly, and, and then and then we're adding new uh, t new templates every single month, and then new mm. sequences every month, and and uh, and so just to, last thing I'll say, just to prove how, how this is the, the data that you enter is is so robust. Um, I decided to say I'm going to put all the data together into into one of my sales letters. That's the sales letter like I that, that I people know if they read it, they go it's probably John style sales letter, and out comes a 5,500 word sales page in, in literally one second. Wow. And uh, I mean, if you read it, you cannot tell, you cannot tell uh, machine, no, no one in the beta group, it, we had people in the beta group, I just paid a guy 25 grand to write 20 emails and this, this, this is better. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> it's like, so yeah, it's that well, it's that well customized and it's, it doesn't matter what niche you're in. It doesn't matter at all. Well, you know how passionate I am about freelancers and copywriters uh, and the bottom line is, well, there'll always be a need for us. And again, the reason I love, I could champion this in you, John, is because I know you and I know that the last thing in the world you're trying to do is replace the human uh, copywriter, the human element in any of this. You're just giving people who have the, the, the passion, can't afford to hire a copywriter or desperately want to do it themselves and can't quite get the writing part of it down, uh, yeah. a, a way to do it effectively. 
Yeah, and we have multiple professional copywriters in in the thing now, and they're going, oh my, so not only are they taking it and using, because you guys are using, if you're, every copywriter is looking at swipe files when they do this, so think of this as like the greatest swipe library you could ever get, Yeah, and you could use 50% of it and then write your own stuff, because I want copywriters in there adding stuff to this thing, you know, that's, so we're actually hiring copywriters to come in and actually put stuff in to actually create more more content, so yeah, it, it, it's more of an employee source for, for copywriters as well right. as, a, as a tool to help things go faster, but but yeah, and this this one guy did say that, he did actually say that, but, but maybe he just didn't hire somebody, yeah, I don't know. Right. Yeah, um, but no, still, I'm not I know it's the same for Accelerator. It was like, it, it, it did nothing but help copywriters, right? Yeah. And it, so, awesome. John, thanks so much for doing this, man. I'm excited about uh, Email Copy Pro. Really excited to get this time with you today. Much appreciated. Uh, thank you, Kevin. It's great to catch up with you. Hey, thanks again for listening to the Truth About Marketing podcast. If you like this show and you think other people would like this show, the best way to spread the word is by reviewing and rating the show in iTunes. Just log in, click review, leave a big old fat five-star review, and let everybody know that you dig the show so that they can dig it too. To get all the links and resources we mentioned on today's episode, please go to copychief.com forward slash T-A-M, as in truth about marketing. And if you'd like to... Uh, learn more about how you can improve your sales copy with uh, templates, formulas, coaching, feedback, or hiring a pro. Do all that on the inside of the members area of copychief.com, and I will look for you there. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.